Hello and welcome to Tomorrow's Headlines Today. I'm your host, Robin Cunningham with Fireside Grace Ministries. Very grateful to see you guys. Uh, very happy to be here. Thank you for your prayers for Brandy and for everything else that you guys do for us as a ministry. You guys make it possible for us to be able to share the gospel and so forth. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click right there. Make sure that you have that little black bell clicked. Um, I mean, it'll be gray on my screen, but it should be black on yours. That says all notifications, not just personalized notifications. Because personalized notifications means you don't get all of the notifications, which means when we go live, you won't, you won't know. So that's probably one of the biggest reasons that people don't see that we're live and you don't get the opportunity to ask us questions when we do, basically, it seems like a weekly Q&A. Um, so first things first, if you want to partner with this ministry or sow into this ministry, and you feel like we've been a blessing to you and you want to sow into a kingdom ministry that shares the gospel, firesidegrace.com backslash partner with us, or you can find us on PayPal as Reformers Church. So I have two things that I want to say before we get into um, today's headlines and then um, the short brief word about transitioning from spirit to flesh and how we do it all the time when we don't even realize it. Um, actually, it's just a, kind of a fresh revelation the Lord gave me. First one, um, we're currently, we've been praying for about a month now for somebody who is literally fighting for their life for COVID. And we know there's, there's a lot of people who've reached out to us for this. Um, but, you know, this person's literally on the brink of life and death. Their O2 is dropping. Um, they're having to do surgery. One of their lungs collapsed. Uh, they've had to clear out several blood clots out of their lungs and so forth. And this is a partner with our ministry. So we're praying and interceding that they will live and not die. So will you please... Um, share this uh, or, or just join us in prayer and declaring that this person will live and not die. Second, I would like to offer you an opportunity to help us take care of a Christian couple that is currently very, very down on their luck. They are facing uh, losing their home very shortly. They don't have uh, anywhere to go or any way to even pay for an, uh, a, a place to stay. So, if you would like to help us support these people, they've been partners for with our ministry for a while, you can donate. Make sure you leave a note that says for, for this couple um, to prevent their home from being foreclosed or whatever. Um, and we're not going to give any names or anything like that. But if you want to sew into that, it's going to be PayPal. We're Reformers Church. You can go on Venmo. Um, and that's in our description. Make sure that you check in the description that you get Brandy Dash Kloniger and not Brandy Kloniger because whoever is Brandy Dash Brandy Kloniger instead of Brandy Dash Kloniger, uh, that's not my wife. And so you'd be sending um, finances to some random stranger and they won't give it back because we've had this issue before. Uh, actually, they won't even respond. So don't <laughs> don't give to them. Okay, uh, make sure you check the description or you can go to um, our Facebook or yeah, our, not our Facebook page, our uh, website. That's the one and you can uh, contribute right through there. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the tomorrow's headlines today. And then we're going to talk about how we transition from flesh to spirit and how we discern really that we're doing it when we are doing it or when we aren't doing it. And you're going to be surprised 
at how often we operate in the spirit or the flesh, and we just don't even realize it. Okay, so I started these headlines on Sunday because I was going to record on Sunday. Well, today's Tuesday. Um, so I want to uh, share these things. Hopefully this one first thing doesn't get me kicked off of YouTube, but we'll see. So the first thing is uh, India makes news for flattening the curve. And so we're going to see other countries follow suit very similarly, and they're going to have similar results. Of course, you'll see that I can't really tell you why. You just have to do your own research because this isn't even on like uh, other news stations, right? Um, but other nations are going to follow. But the FDA will try to, to counteract or restrict the use of this IVM horse drug um, to flatten the curve. They're going to try to say, no, you can't use this. It's not safe, blah, 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 blah. All the same stuff that they usually say. Um, the Lord said, Kentucky, and now that first thing there, that wasn't necessarily um, a prophecy like, oh, I just, I know that they're going to be using uh, IVM to flatten the curve in India. I know I saw a report that somebody shared on Facebook, so I know that's what they're doing, so I prayed about it, and that's what the Lord told me also. So that wasn't like some divine revelation that that's what was happening in India, but it was, but what will happen and what will follow that was the revelation. Just to let you know, because sometimes when I say something, someone will be like, oh, you're just prophesying the news. <laughs> I just want you to know that no, I'm not, but I did see that on a Facebook um, article there. The Lord said Kentucky will undergo an audit soon as Hammerstein and Scorecard. <laughs> uh, Okay, maybe it wasn't funny. Psh, just laugh at my jokes anyway, okay? This is my show. I'm just kidding. This is really, it's God's show. But um, I thought my joke was funny, and so I laughed at it, and then immediately I felt like other people weren't laughing. So start laughing. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding with you. Okay, so that's how you take a bad joke and make people laugh at the awkwardness of your bad joke. I used to tell people that I really loved awkward jokes and it wasn't because the joke was funny. So, you know, like what's all dad jokes and dad jokes aren't usually funny. They're pretty dumb. Like what's red and bad for your teeth? A brick, you know, what's red and bad for your teeth? A brick. And people will like look at you like, that's not that funny. And then it's that awkward silence that I find funny afterwards. And I, I see everybody's just sitting there staring at the person. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's what makes it funny. <laughs> Not the embarrassment or the humiliation, but it's just like the joke is so bad that you have to laugh at the situation and the environment that it happened in. And, and at that same token, then the person doesn't feel so bad because you're like, <laughs> that's a knee slapper. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, Hammerstein and Scorecard, you know what I mean? That's not a very tough code word, but I can't say the what it actually is, but there's a, a theory revolving around that, okay? Um, Hammerstein and Scorecard has new evidence to support it, um, which suddenly states, we thought were red. Okay, so apparently... I was writing this as fast as I could, and um, my grammatical efficiency. Oh, I remember I was writing this while my son was yelling in my face. So you want to try? You want to learn how to prophesy and hear God's voice in any situation? 
go ahead and get yourself a toddler while you're trying to pray and, <laughs> and write down prophecy. Okay, so what is basically what's going to happen is we're going to see issues coming up with hammer and scorecard, okay? And if you don't understand what that is, go look it up. Don't ask in the comments because I can't allow certain things to be posted in the comments, which I, I'm sorry. I know it stinks, but I can't allow certain things to be posted in the comments because I'm still held to the same community standards and guidelines as I am at for what I say in the video. And I know people think, well, yeah, you're, you, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's this one person who used to be called um, uh, Out of the Darkness or something like that. Um, and his account got banned because he wouldn't necessarily say the things, well, he sh would say some things that he shouldn't say, but he tried not to. But he would have people say things in the comments. Well, people try to use those comments to get your video flagged because they know that the community guidelines are the same. So just, just to let you know, if you see something that gets posted, it's not because we disagree with it. It's not because we're trying to solicit you or, or block or ban you. We're just um, keeping ourselves from getting banned off of YouTube because uh, let's face it, Rumble just doesn't have quite the, uh, uh, I can't reach as many people on Rumble as I can through YouTube. And Facebook will censor and ban me right from the get-go. Also, Rumble is not as free speech as you think. And I don't do Telegram because I don't really, particularly am not fond of Telegram. Personally, I did have an account a while ago, but I don't use it anymore. And I don't use TikTok. So this is really the only platform we have to use. All right. So basically what's going to happen is Kentucky's going to undergo an audit. Um, you're going to see some stuff come up revolving around the Hammer, Stein, and Score card um oops <laughs> uh with new evidence that supports that theory and then we're going to suddenly see states that we thought were red and would never have an issue with vf um that will start rising to the occasion and requiring audits as well one such state will be california and a lot of the auditing that's going to happen in california is going to revolve around the um, recall election, just so you know. And I am, I am kind of a little bit confused. I believe that Gavin Newsom's going to be gone, but I've been saying this from the beginning that it was going to be because he was arrested and, uh, we find out that there was massive VF that occurred during the, uh, during this process, just like there was during 11-3. Okay. So keep your eyes on that. And I do believe that we're going to find out that the state will be led by the elders. Okay. Um, investigation into governors, secretaries of states, and senators will reveal treason on a large high scale in nearly every state and county. And some of the heaviest effective states will be New York State, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, California, Colorado, Michigan, Illinois, which I want to say Illinois, but I can't because it's not right. All right. <laughs> there is cert certain information that will come from the Arizona audit that will result in almost immediate arrests, arrests and investigations. Um, one thing that the Lord's been talking to me about is really the signatures and what, um, how they're able to trace even the type of ink that was used, where it came from, and that it was used multiple times. Um, and addresses and people that live there and, and people even finding people who were on uh, basically terrorist watch lists that were uh, voting 
um, and, and so forth. So that's going to be a very big thing. Um, the, the signature verification process, that's going to be very big. The paper ballots is going to be very big also. So watch that. It's not just, it's not just, oh, there was a watermark, uh, on, on the ballot. No, the watermark's not supposed to be there. Just to let you know. Okay. The Lord said to pray for peace for Taiwan as China tries to provoke Taiwan by flexing on their airspace, sea, and eventually land. Um, so basically, again, this isn't news. This is something that I saw pop up on Facebook, and I prayed about it, and the Lord said that what's going on is China is actually trying to actively get Taiwan to fire on their planes or ships as they encroach over their space, their, especially their airspace. Um, and so that can... Uh, and this, China doesn't need this to, um, be to be provoked to attack Taiwan, but they want to make it look like it's like they're doing something the righteous way, so to speak, but they're not. Okay, so pray for peace in Taiwan. Pray for the safety of the Taiwan government and of the people of Taiwan, okay? All right. Wisconsin and Massachusetts, which if you're not from um, the New England area, people seem to have a problem saying Massachusetts. It's not pronounced Massachusetts, it's pronounced Massachusetts. And my wife says, well, why are there T's in there? I'm like, the, the T's are soft T's, so it's pronounced Massachusetts. But if you go on um, Google or YouTube and try and look up how to pronounce this word, it says, here's how you pronounce the word Massachusetts. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's like going down south and saying the word y'all is y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> or as we would say in New York, hey, y'all, y'all. <laughs> and so it's like a W instead of an L, right? Um, and I found that in New York, we have a tendency to pronounce our W's as, or our L's as W's. Like I say ball, uh, or we say ball, so I say ball. So it's a ball, or railroad, I say railroad. I don't know why, it's just the way we say things, or rural. <laughs> I can't say the word rural, rural. Because the R, you know? <laughs> anyway, so moving along. Uh, when 45 comes back, all 50 states will end up having an audit slash investigation of the 11-3 chicanery. And every single state will be found to have had chicanery. That should not be a surprise to us because we know that the pillowcase, which is headed to the SCOTUS, is, is um, basically hard proof that that happened. But they're going to investigate it further, and there's going to be a full audit in all 50 states that's going to be required. And I don't know how it's going to be government-funded, but it's, it's going to end up being like required, so the state has to do it and figure out how to pay for it. So I'm interested to see what kind of act that is and, and how that comes to pass. Um, Republican states are going to start auditing key counties and finding similar results as what they found in Maricopa. So a lot of what we're going to see... It's going to come from states that as soon as you go to a Republican state and you start saying audit and they start to put up a fight, you know that something is wrong. OK, and we see it in Georgia, um, supposedly Colorado's a Republican state. We're going to see it there. Um, actually, that leads into the next thing that the Lord told me. Denver will be seeing red as an audit begins in multiple counties. And the reason for that is because Denver is seated in multiple counties. So that's interesting because that's going to be something that the Lord really has to intercede for because from what I understand, the governor doesn't want to do it. Um, they're trying to squash it and poo-poo all over it. 
Um, and to get four counties to agree on one city to audit all four counties, that's a very large task, especially Arapahoe County with its 570,000, um, five, is it 500 or 600,000? I'm not sure, um, population of people. So, I mean, that's not like a ton of votes compared to like Maricopa, but remember it's like four counties. So you can see four, one, two, three, four counties. Okay. So pay attention to that. Okay, on the southern border, millions of dollars of fentanyl and humans being trafficked and also weapons will be busted on the southern border. And I felt like it was in around the Texas, New Mexico area. Um, this particular incident will be the catalyst for emergency sanctions being put on the border, allowing for new laws that will override 46's asinine laws. I like that word because it has a cuss word in it and I don't have to cuss. It's like a get-out-of-cussing-free card. <laughs> Asinine. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, here I wrote down, it will be basically, it will be like, why would they do that? Well, actually, I don't know how they're going to, why they would do this, but it's a, the Lord told me it would be a caravan of, um, of people, and they would also find Afghan refugees in the mix. So keep your eyes on that. Um, the Lord said that a whistleblower in 46's cabinet will be revealed as they come forward with info on dirty deeds done dirt cheap in Afghanistan. So the reason that they picked Afghanistan, part of it is what we're going to find out is that um, they wanted to, to unite Pakistan and Iran um, so that it would be easier for them to traffic things back and forth between there um, and basically create a triad coalition of sorts in that area. So make sure that you're praying about that, that it will be stopped and that the Lord will do what he's going to do. Um, we need to pray for the people who are being held hostage in Afghanistan. Big surprise. That was what, what 45 said was going to happen. And it happened. They're holding people hostage over there. What a surprise. And what do you think that old 46 is going to do about it? Nothing. So we need to pray and intercede that God will do something. God wants to rescue those people. God wants them to live and not die. God wants them to be saved. So pray and declare that that will happen. Okay, uh, watch for an original jurisdiction case to approach the SCOTUS. So what that means is, and I know what that's about, and you should too, pillowcase, um, Original jurisdiction is when something goes directly to the Supreme Court instead of going through a federal court and then having to be appealed at the Supreme Court. So this puts it directly in front of the justices rather than having to go around and spend time, uh, do this, fight it in court, circumvent, and so forth, okay? Um, the Lord said, scandals surrounding SCOTUS justices will begin to arise as deep statuses try to blackmail and persuade judges to rule favorably for the far left regarding overturn and abortion status. However, within months of each other, both will be overturned. I'm not playing about that. That's going to happen. By the end of 2022, most jab mandates and mask requirements will be lifted and in many cases declared illegal to enforce. Interesting. A flipping of things, if you will. Okay. 
Um, so this morning while I was praying, I also kept hearing um, that there was going to be a mall attack, like a terrorist shooting, like there was one or two people that went in and they just started open fire and shooting people. I don't know where it was, so let's just pray that the Lord stops it, that it's prevented in Jesus' name, okay? And then I asked the Lord, what should we pray for? What does what do we need to declare over this nation? And he said, pray for all Senate seats, Congress, presidents, VP, SCOTUS, Department of Justice, etc., to be filled with righteousness, purity, and just individuals that will rule according to God's will and not the will of the enemy. So when God says that in the word, when Paul says that we're supposed to pray for those who are over us, that does not mean that we pray a blessing onto them and pray that they are blessed in their sin or whatever. We don't do that. Like, oh Lord, I pray that you bless Nancy Pelosi and, and help her to be a great leader for the nation. Well, she's already gone past the point where she's not going to be a great leader. We're not going to bless her sin. Someone said if someone has a doctrine that's different than yours, in, in so, which you know is sound doctrine, that we don't bless them in what they're doing or else we become partakers of their sin. So that's not what blessing them means. That's not what praying for your leaders means. Praying for your leaders means you pray that they make sound, just decisions and that they come to know Jesus Christ so that we can live in peace. Okay, so this is how you pray for your leaders right here, okay? You, you pray for purity, righteousness, and justice. And if they don't comply with what you prayed for, then God will put other people in there, okay? So that is how you route a government without having to be, without a civil war or an uprising or anything like that. You pray and you change things because you are literally an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You know, you are the one who makes the rules and laws. Now, that being said, let's talk about the difference between the soul, um, transitioning between soul and flesh, and how often that happens. Um, and a lot of times we say, well, how do I know if it's flesh or if it's spirit? Well, it's, it's very simple um, at, at its core. Of course, there's small nuances and subtle details that you have to focus on. But um, Romans 8, 7 says, because the carnal mind is at enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. Okay, so I did go with the King James on this just because. Um, but for the Galatians 5, 17, I used the King James, but I switched the yees to use because I think the word ye is just dumb. And, and basically, whenever you hear it now, they're like, yeet, 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 yeet. And I know they're saying yeet, but I think that word is stupid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, listen, Galatians 5.17 says, For the flesh lusts, in King James it says lusteth. So I thought, hey, let me just drop the th because, again, why do we need to put ths at the end of the words? Is, was, do you think that that was to cover up, like maybe the king might have had like a lisp or something? And he's like, because the flesh lusteth against this. You know, like, you remember that meme, the thieving meme with the little wiener dog with the teeth? He's like, thieving. <laughs> That's kind of what I feel like King James was about. <laughs> like, we're trying to cover up the, the lisp and the fact that um, they had accents and they weren't always um, uh, English. And sometimes they were German or French and so forth. So, um, you know, that's how King James came about. I'm just kidding. That That's my own personal um, joke slash inflection. Guys, I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't judge me, okay? Keep your stones. <laughs> okay, so it says, For the lust flesh against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. 
and these are contrary to one another so that you cannot do the things that you would. Okay, so this is the first thing that I want to point out to you is that these, your, your flesh, it uses the word sarcos. Now, sarcos commonly means flesh as in like your physical flesh, but in this case, it's talking about your desires and your emotions or basically what you're thinking about. So in, in this case, it's sarcos, and that's why I didn't say cardia. And this is letting you know that it's, it's that part of your soul or your flesh that uh, is being spoken of. So your, your soul does not want to do, or your flesh does not want to do the things that God wants. It's always at enmity with God. So it, an enmity, it comes from the word um, ektra in Greek is what the word is. It means hatred. Hostile, hostility, alienation, meaning that um, your your flesh literally alienates against righteousness and good, you know, the good things of God. Um, it means a deep-seated hatred or an irreconcilable hostility bent on afflicting harm, or it represents an adversary, especially satan as the adversary so literally your fret you when you give into your flesh it's literally um your flesh is trying to do harm to you or to god and that's irreconcilable it comes from a place of irreconcilable hatred so this is why when we sin against god why we needed jesus to um, justify us because the sins that we were committing was actually in the spirit realm an irreconcilable hatred against God and the things that God wants us to do. Okay, so when we give into the flesh, when you watch um, TV shows you're not supposed to, when you cuss people out, when you look at porn, when you commit adultery, when you do witchcraft, you're literally saying with your flesh and with your actions and deeds, I absolutely hate God with an irreconcilable hostility and I want to inflict harm on him and anything good by doing these evil things. You may say, well, that's a little drastic, but that is literally what the word means, that it's at enmity. It means it's a constant enemy of God. So then in, you know, in Galatians 5.17, it says the lust, the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary to one another so that you can't do what you want to do. So your flesh is constantly trying to prevent you from accomplishing God's will. Isn't that interesting? So enmity in English means basically the same thing as what ektra means in uh, Greek. And it means to actively oppose or be hostile towards someone or something. It comes from the Latin word inanicus, uh, which then was converted into, because French is a Latin-based word, into French enemisti. And then that basically became our shortened version or corrupted version enemy in English because we like to take French words and really butcher the pronunciation. Like um, if you were to say in English a croissant, we say croissant, but in French it's un croissant. <laughs> so I, I was remember saying that to my wife. I was like, would you like a croissant for breakfast? She's like, what's a croissant? And I'm like, a crescent roll? <laughs> And so we, we have a tendency to kind of butcher those words. Oh, bonjour aussi. Je parle français parce que j'ai pris le classe de français pendant quelque chose comme six cents. <laughs> I shouldn't speak French because Brandy doesn't like it when I speak French because... <laughs> Not because she doesn't like the French language, but she thinks that 
it makes people find me more attractive. The French is kind of a dirt. <laughs> anyway, just disregard that. Anyway, um, so that is what I wrote down for that. So now, how do we tell the difference between when we're transitioning between the flesh and the spirit? It's pretty easy. Okay, let's think about this. So your flesh does not want to... Um, does not want to do the things that God wants. Your flesh is an enemy of God, okay? So literally right here in the skin, the fact that I'm talking to you and I'm telling you about the things that God wants you to do, I'm using my flesh. I'm forcing my flesh to submit right now to the spirit, okay? Because in my flesh, I would prefer to be in bed at three o'clock in the morning, sleeping and having nice, pleasant dreams where I'm in heaven, talking to God, having angelic visitations or whatever, okay? Um, before I was a Christian, my flesh wanted to indulge in carnal passions and desires, especially with people of the opposite gender. <laughs> um, I wanted to be drunk. I wanted to do drugs. I did all of those things, and I did it without regard for how it might hurt people around me, for how it would hurt God, for how it would cause me to go to hell, or any of that stuff if I didn't come to know Jesus Christ. So that was operating in the flesh. Now, operating in the spirit is like when you pray for somebody, you might think, oh, I'm praying for them, so I'm doing this act in the flesh, but that's actually a spiritual act because your flesh doesn't want to pray for people. When I was in sin, when I was doing drugs and drinking, I didn't want to pray for people. That was the last thing on my mind. I didn't want to evangelize. I didn't want to prophesy, which is interesting because when I wasn't a Christian, I believed in psychics, but I thought prophets were all liars. Twisted how you can think a psychic can foretell the future, but not a child of God who really believes in God. So I really had more faith in those demonic powers, which I repent of, than I had in God in, in the fact that he can foretell the future and that uh, psychics can't actually tell the future. People seem to think I'm a psychic for some reason. What date? What date is this going to happen on? I don't know dates and times. I'm sorry. If God gives me a date and a time, I'll tell you, but he usually doesn't. So when we find ourselves struggling, if, let's say if you're a male, the number one thing that men seem to struggle with, at least about 70% of the church struggles with porn addiction. Um, and really, if you take the male and the female and you put them together, it's closer to 80% of the entire body of Christ, male and female, leaning more towards the male than the female side um, by about 50%. Um, <laughs> about 80% of the church uh, struggles with porn addiction, and that's including pastors. The statistics for pastors is one out of three. So you think, oh, I can't tell my pastor about this. They're going to judge me. No, it's a th at least a 33% chance that your pastor is struggling with porn also. 88% of the body of Christ thinks that sex before marriage is acceptable and okay. And it's not true. That's called fornication. The Bible says that it's not true. So we do these things, right? When we're praying for people, when we're preaching the gospel, when we're sharing a testimony, when we're laying hands, casting out devils, when we're choosing to listen to worship music, we're doing all of the things that the flesh hates. So we actually transition between the flesh and the supernatural all the time and we don't realize it because people are like, oh, well, I don't have any supernatural things really happen in my life. But the truth is, as Christians, our spirit oftentimes overrides our flesh's desire, and that is a supernatural thing that's happening there. So the fact that I'm sitting here talking to you and recording, this is coming from the spirit realm and not from the flesh realm. Hmm? And actually, if you read one of the translations, it uses the word N, 
when it says we um, in the flesh or or in the spirit, it, it says en, which is in the realm or sphere of the flesh versus the realm or sphere of the spirit. So that's just something for you to think about. So next time you think that, you know, you don't operate in the spirit, that you don't really, um, you can't tell the difference, just take a look at your life and think about what you're doing. And is it benefiting God? Is it exhorting? Is it lifting up? Is it, you know, what does love do? Love is not um, prideful. It's not self-boasting, but it lifts up other people and exhorts people. It's patient and long-suffering, you know, um, love endures, love believes the best about in all things, the best of all things, you know, like we always try and, and favor and say, you know, we give them the benefit of the doubt. These are godly things. Are you giving into porn? Are you looking at a woman with lust in your heart? Are you overeating, binge eating, binge watching TV shows? These things are, are also, it's literally a spiritual battle constantly between you doing flesh things and you doing spiritual things. The word sarcos is really referring to not necessarily your personal flesh because it uses the word um, sarcos to describe the flesh of Jesus, uh, which is broken for us. So it's not your flesh that's evil, but it's the th the thoughts that are ruled by a carnal mind. And this is why Paul tells us it's important to take all of our thoughts captive unto the obedience of Christ Jesus. Okay, so when we do that, it literally means to take them captive as a prisoner of war and present them to Jesus, who is your commander-in-chief, so that he will have victory over them and he'll take care of them. Okay, so you literally, it is a literally, that is a spiritual warfare verse that it is important to take captive your thoughts. Now, I've seen this in the spirit realm, and a lot of people, don't, they don't realize that this happens, but here's the scriptures, okay? I saw one day that uh, Jesus took me and showed me uh, about five guys were playing poker in a basement somewhere. I saw this devil appear. He looked like um, the genie Jafar from the movie Aladdin when he turned into a genie, except he was all black with yellow teeth, and he had tor a tornado for feet. His lower body was just a tornado. Um he would whisper into somebody's ear and say something, and then that person would say what that demon had said. And while that person was speaking, the demon had already moved on to the next person and the next person watching how they react or respond to what the demon was saying so that they could um, say, they could control and influence a conversation so they could make people argue and fight or agree, disagree, and so forth. Okay, so now people think, well, where's that in the Bible? Well, when... Paul, when Jesus says to the two disciples that said, should we call down fire on these people and just burn this town to the ground because they didn't receive you? Man, they're basically like, man, forget them. Let's burn this place to the dust and kill all the men, women, and children in this town because they didn't receive Jesus. Affum. That's basically what they were saying, right? And Jesus looked at him and it says he sternly rebuked them and said, you do not know what spirit you're speaking from. Okay? Then... When he said, I'm going to die, and I'm going to be gone, and then three days later, I'm going to be resurrected, Paul took Jesus to the side and rebuked Jesus and said, how dare you say these things, paraphrasing, how dare you say these things, Jesus, I will fight for you to the death. That's ridiculous that you would say that. I will not let you die. I am a warrior, and I am your warrior at your command. And Jesus rebuked him and said, get behind me, Satan, because you have the things of man in your heart and not the things of God. Interesting, huh? So that, again, was a spirit that Peter was speaking from that was not 
the spirit of God. So you can be influenced by these spirits. So you take your thoughts captive because a very large portion of your thoughts, think about this, your flesh is constantly trying to um, pledge its allegiance to darkness. It's never trying to do what God wants. Okay? So it's constantly working with the devil in, in your thoughts. Remember, this, this form of sarcos, what we're talking about, is your, your thought process, which leads to your actions. Okay? So you need to take your thoughts captive because a very large portion of what you think about on a daily basis from second to second or minute to minute is not coming from God. Maybe it's 50-50, maybe it's not. But if there's even one devil and your flesh in unity and you're not uh, subjecting that to Jesus and making it that your thoughts knees bow, then there's a chance that you're focusing on things that are not of God. Whether it be worrying about your kids, are they going to be okay? Are they being raised right? Are they doing drugs? Are they having sex before marriage? Do they love God? Are they going to become Christians? You know, are you worried about your finances, your bills, what's going to get paid, how it's going to get paid, when it's going to get paid? Are you going to lose your home? Does your wife love you? Um, you know, are you thinking about cheating on your significant other, looking at someone, lusting after someone, getting attention from somebody that's not uh, Christian? Are you looking to witches and wizards? Are you playing games with witches and wizards in them um, and, and playing the role of even a wizard? Do you, do you understand that that affects your identity, right? And, and that shows that you have a thirst or desire for the supernatural, but you're not manifesting it in, um, through relationship with God. You're manifesting it through video games. These are all things that are flesh. You know, you turn to psychics. You become angry or bitter towards someone. You gossip about people. These are all things of the flesh. So you have a devil and you have your flesh, which are trying to fight against you. But when you subject things to God, then you're subjecting them to Jesus, which means that now you have infinity versus two, or however many devils are trying to manipulate and control your thoughts and keep you out of the mind of Christ. And we transfer between flesh and spirit constantly, or we say, no, I'm not going to think about that. That is your spirit that just overrid your flesh and what your flesh wants. You say, no, I'm not going to think about that. No, I rebuke this in Jesus' name. Oh, I want to read my Bible. That spirit, your flesh does not want to read the Bible. Your spirit is overriding your flesh. So just take time and look at the things that are going on in your life. Like, what's stopping you from praying? It's your flesh, right? What's stopping you from getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning? Oh, I'm going to be tired if I get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I still have to work. Yeah, so do, so do Brandy and I. We get up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, we pray, and we stay up until 9, 10 o'clock at night. We don't stop working. You know, we work a lot. Maybe not as many as, as much as some people, but there's been times where I have worked 23 hours before I went to sleep, and then I got three hours and woke up and started again. Sleep's overrated. <laughs> Plus, we have a toddler and a newborn coming, so... But listen, what stops me from getting up and praying some mornings? It's my flesh. I don't want to be tired because I have things to do. It's my flesh. But when I get up, my spirit overrides my flesh. When I pray, my spirit overrides my flesh. When I read my Bible, my spirit overrides my flesh. When I give you these words of wisdom or words of knowledge or prophecies or teach you, my spirit is overriding my flesh. So look at your life Look at the things that your flesh is trying to get you to do. And remember, these are the things that you think about which cause you to act upon things um, and how you can cause your spirit to override. If you want to believe 
If you want to know how much you operate in the Spirit, just take a look at your daily things that you do for God and understand that that is your Spirit. That is you operating and flowing in the Spirit. You think operating and flowing in the Spirit is just that you can see angels and demons or that you have a visitation from heaven or you hear God's voice or you heal people or lay hands on the sick or whatever. That's all operating in the Spirit, but it goes beyond that. It's in your daily day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-by-minute actions that you are constantly operating in the spirit or in the flesh. You be the judge. Love you guys. Be blessed. I look forward to hearing from you. Um, I look forward to reading your comments. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can support us at Reformers Church on PayPal or you can find us on firestaggrace.com backslash partner with us. Remember, We have that couple who needs help, so if that's what you want to sow into, just leave us a note and let us know that that's what it's for. I love you guys. Be blessed, and I totally look forward to seeing the miracles that happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye.